0: Hello, hi Rebecca. It's Beatrice.
1: Hi Beatrice. It's Rebecca. How are
0: you? I'm very well, thank you. How are you?
1: Good. I'm all right, thank you too. Oh, that's fantastic. Been... I know we're we're fine. Yeah. The weather's fine. Yeah. We haven't got a cold either of us. We're, yeah. We're good. we're fine. Yeah. That's a very positive start. Yeah. Excellent. <laughs> and and what have you been up to within your fineness? <laughs>
0: Well, um, last week I went to a talk at the London College of Fashion and it was Valerie Steele.
1: Oh, I love Valerie yeah,
0: Steele. It was really, really good. It was called Exhibitionism. That alone is a very good
1: oh, title. Wow. That's already
0: excellent. Yes, and it was about, it's, it's the same title as their current exhibition, which is about 50, yeah. 50 years of the museum at FIT. Wow, I bet that's amazing. Yeah. So what it is, um so she she talked about the history of um the museum there which I you know I've, I've actually I'm ashamed to say I've never been so I I know sort of recently the exhibitions that they've done but I yeah. I didn't know the sort of early history at all so that was really, really I I interesting. don't know their early
1: history I mean I've been to lots of their exhibitions and I do have immense fondness I really love museum FIT and Valerie Steele and her team. I think she's a wonderful nurturer of talent as well.
0: Yeah, I mean that was one of the things she that came across really strongly and I spoke to someone else afterwards who we both felt that she gave a lot of credit to everyone she's worked with or, yes. or other people who've done shows and it was nice she said one of the people there, I think Patricia Mears, who's now deputy oh, director yes was her student, and then there's someone there now called Colleen Hill, who was yes. a student of Patricia Mears, so it's yeah. nice to sort of see the legacy, or if that's the right word.
1: No, I think it is. I think she does. I mean, I, I've met Patricia Mears and Colleen Hill, and they're both wonderful, and I think Valerie still is really, like, a great boss. Like, she really, you know, she produces inspiring work, but then I think she really... Looks at and tries to understand the people around her, and gives them proper opportunities to do things. Because one of my former MA students is an assistant curator there. Her name's Emma McClendon, and oh, wow. you know she she's already worked on. She did the denim exhibition and catalogue. She worked on the Halston Yves Saint Laurent exhibition there. So she's done amazing work, and this is in the first few years of her career. And Emma is excellent, hmm. but. I think it shows a really kind of confident person to give away exhibitions. Yeah. Like I don't mean give away, but, you know, no, to give no. those kind of opportunities. Mm. And I think it really shows in the quality of what they produce, that people who work there want to produce good things and want to be part of this sort of culture.
0: hmm and it was it was really interesting to see the variety of of things they've done. So yeah, I bet. So what it started off, and I what what it made me really interested in as well is the sort of early people that that worked there. So it, yeah,
1: because I don't really know
0: the history. No, um, me I didn't either. So so it it started off at something called the Design Laboratory, and it was headed by someone called Robert Riley, who. I then realised I had a book by um, which is called oh, The wow. Fashion Makers um, from 1968. It's it's an yes. absolutely amazing book, which is it's mainly photographs with sort of text by Riley and photos by Walter Vecchio, who I don't really know, but it's about it's about the fashion cycle. So it starts off with New York correspondents going to the airport, flying to Paris to cover the shows. Wow. And then he goes through various shows and also shows in New York. It's got a picture of Schiaparelli in 1968. I think that's pretty amazing. That um, really is. And goes to the Yves Saint Laurent show after that a year. And so that, and he was also, um, apparently, he was head of display as Lord and, at Lord and Taylor. Oh my goodness. Yes. Mm, so he sounds really interesting, person. And when I, looked at him looked it up a bit more, he apparently came from the Brooklyn Museum. So they had a design laboratory which was apparently for fashion designers, you know, to to, you know, learn more. And in this, this book that I just mentioned, there is actually one picture with sort of mainly women I think sitting around a desk and then on the desk there's sort of fashion illustrations and things like that. And it says in a cluttered workroom of the Brooklyn Museum for the past twenty years A group of designers had met once a month after their day's work on Seventh Avenue for picnic supper, discussion, and research. So that sounds
1: very good, especially the picnic supper. Yeah,
0: exactly. So then he he went to FIT and had the design was sort of head of the design laboratory there, and until it was called Museum in the early 90s, that that was the name of the of the place that was sort of doing the right. exhibitions. And he started his, he did his first exhibition on Adrian. Or rather, oh,
1: wow.
0: or rather it wasn't an exhibition, it was just a fashion show. Oh! Yes, because they didn't have a building then. And <sighs> apparently she showed this amazing image of amazing gown that John Crawford, I think, wore in the bride wore red, can that be?
1: Oh yes, it's a sort is of it red, like a beaded one? Yeah,
0: it's, it's, oh, that's mm, incredible. Yeah and um, apparently while he was working on the exhibition was it MGM he worked for Adrian anyway the this Hollywood studio were called up and said oh we've got these gowns you know they were worn by John Crawford and these people do you maybe you want them so <laughs> so he, he yeah he got these these things and that was the other interesting thing so in this exhibition in New York they I mean, they have a crazy schedule. I think they do four exhibitions a year. So in 40 years and 50 years, they've done 200 exhibitions-ish.
1: That's crazy. That is crazy. That's what I, I suppose that's why she has such a great team, that they're so kind of streamlined to produce these shows, mm. to keep the quality up. Because when wow. I was looking
0: up how long this one was on, I thought my god just two months all this effort <laughs> I um, know
1: amazing and, and so, you know my students my, sorry to interrupt no, sure. my, my MA students are going to FIT next week so they get to see it they're oh, going fantastic. To, the, to New York mm. so it's really good
0: yeah so um, I think there's also but maybe not next week there's a symposium coming up on the sixth or sevens uh, mm. also about sort of fashion exhibitions generally sort of the history So then, so you did the Adrian one and and yeah, she talked up. so at the moment, the exhibition is about 33 of these 200 um, shows they've done. Wow. And it's got to do with, I guess, how seminal they were, but also how much of a legacy they left in terms of clothes. So she says one of the most successful ones in terms of visitors, although they only have figures for the last few years, was Bob Mackie.
1: Oh, interesting.
0: Yeah, so I, I um, again, I'm ashamed to say I didn't know who he was, but um, so he does the, the clothes for chair. But they, that exhibition didn't leave a legacy in terms of objects. They were just retired. Right. So they would normally have included that, it sounded like it, but they couldn't. Oh, that's so interesting, mm-hmm.
1: isn't it?
0: Mm-hmm. I've never really thought about that. Yeah. And then, so the other ones she talked about, the other thing that was really interesting, so in she showed some images. Of uh, a seven, the seventy-six Paul Poiret exhibition. It was called Paul Poiret, wow. King of Fashion, and that happened a few times through the history that they they were doing shows when people weren't actually that well known. Ah. Uh, so she said in the seventies he wasn't such a big name as he is now. Yes. Um and she showed and apparently Ridley who sounds really fantastic, he, he apparently called up all these people in France in their chateaus and said, Oh, I understand your grandmother was a client of Poiret and Oh then, my god,
1: imagine. Yeah, and
0: then they would say, Oh, I don't think we've got any of Granny's things, but you're welcome to come to, to our chateau and um you know <laughs> So he, he would then go over to the chateau and find all this stuff in the attic.
1: Wow.
0: Yeah. So, and then she showed this image and I wonder, you know, having been display, head of display at Lord and Taylor, um, it, it was very theatrical, The um, she called it mise-en-scene of, of the yeah. show. And you had a sort of mannequin actually half sort of lying down. And what they, they try, I think it looked a bit like they tried to recreate one of the oriental, the oriental ball. And they remade Poirier's own clothes for that. So I thought that was interesting as well, that they remade something to go on on the exhibition. And then the other ones she mentioned were um, Givenchy, and she said that was near the time the Met did the Yves Saint Laurent, and the Mm -hmm. Met was criticised, but they weren't criticised for doing designer, but I guess it's a very different remit. But then I thought that was very interesting. Were
1: there photographs of that one?
0: Um, no, I, c- I can't remember photos of that one. She said yeah, there that was... was... Yeah, you no, go. just I was
1: going to say, because the, the Yves Saint Laurent, Diana Vreeland was really criticised for having things made for it, wasn't she?
0: Ah, okay. Yeah, she didn't say that. She just sort of... I I didn't know that. I, just... I
1: think that's like one of the issues with Diana Vreeland. Ah, thing, okay. Because she, she just wanted well, I don't mean to diminish her in any way because she's yeah. fabulous, but she, that she wanted kind of the impact and the story. And so, so it wasn't always, I think, absolutely clear which was which or or it was felt like a bit off that some things were remade. Ah, so, But it sounds more like that was part of the culture of museum land at that time that the, she was doing something really outrageous and different.
0: Mm, yeah. And she said at that point there was also a fashion show and a special line at Bloomingdale's to accompany um, oh, the wow. exhibition. And then she talked about I think the last show that Riley did was Fortuny, which was in eighty one. And again she said he was I think she said with that one as well that he wasn't such a big name at that point. Yeah. Um, and then they the director after that is someone called Laura Cinderbrand. Oh I don't know. And well, I th- well that that's another thing I thought was really interesting that came out for me from this talk because she and Harold Coda and Richard Martin, they did some of the seminal exhibitions. They did the surrealism, they did the three women via name Carl they cover Kubo, they did oh Jocks and Nerds together. And it's definitely all three of them being the curators. And if you look at yeah. the The New York Times, she's always the one usually seems to be her who Provides the quotes for the write-ups, and it's. I thought it was so interesting that I hadn't. I hadn't heard of her. She's. I think she's mentioned in Lou Taylor's book, but otherwise, I. You know, I couldn't find out that much about her. She seems to have done ha, have a consultancy f, sort of for fashion companies when she leaves. Um, but I thought it was so interesting that you know the the other names are so well known still. Yes. But I guess they're the ones who wrote the catalogues and she doesn't seem to appear as a writer in the catalogue so that must, must
1: maybe that's part of it that the kind of the catalogue is the main legacy for the outside world, maybe. I yeah. don't know. And I suppose that also Richard Martin then goes to the well, yeah, Richard both and though. Harold then yeah. go to to the Met, so there's then their legacy there and the I think the Met are really they very much kind of um promote their
0: that's true curators don't they mm, yeah that's true so how that, fascinating
1: mm-hmm.
0: though yeah and she talked about how that three women exhibition came about because they apparently had a conversation i think the three of them and they felt students that was in 87 students didn't know Ray and then someone said Oh, she was the via, the Vna or the Claire McCardle. Ah, is Dakota joining us?
1: Yes, yes. <laughs> he feels he feels very strongly that they should know
0: those three designers. Yeah. So um, there someone said, yes, she's she was the VNA or the Claire McCardle of you know the eighties, yeah. and that's that. Then led them to do. This How
1: sort of interesting!
0: Thing. And that was interesting. That were all. I mean. It, makes total sense, but they were all displayed in, in in quite a different way. And then they... What, you mean each designer? Yeah, each displayed? designer. So it wasn't... Oh. As far as I could tell, they weren't all together in one room. You know, they were each oh. had their own space. But I, I, maybe I misremember. And then what else did she talk about? They did Holston quite um, closely after he died, and they didn't want yes. it to be just about Studio 54. So... They, they wanted to show that he was an amazing person for pattern. So yes. at the entrance of the exhibition, they had these patterns which they had folded out and they were like abstract. Wow. They were like a circle with a, you know, like a um, triangle cut out. or And that I thought that was really amazing. Um, yes. And then no, I mean I, the, Yeah, you go. Yeah,
1: go on. No, no, no. I was just going to say, I, mean, the, I remember seeing the corset exhibition that Valerie Steele Curated, and there's always such thought and such kind of scholarship behind it and as you say it's so ephemeral but I quite like that 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 there's I I love things being ephemeral because I think Mm. it's just really beautiful the idea that there's this wonderful thing that you see and that lots of people see and it inspires them but then it's gone.
0: Mm. Yeah that's true Mm. and Ah. then yeah she sort of talked about the more sort of recent history which you know, when she got involved under, um, a director who apparently didn't like fashion very much. <laughs>
1: oh my God. Which must have been, and yet it was working at FIT.
0: Yeah. Which must've been difficult. Um, yes. but she then, this person then brought in other, other people in, including Valerie Steele. And so, um, and, but it it's, yeah, I just thought it was really interesting. Also the the breasts you know that and some things they did quite early they did something on recycling on eco fashion um Mm. they did something on faking which i think is a really great idea yes
1: yeah i think i think one of my student groups saw that and that sounded fascinating because they have two spaces they have like the big downstairs space Mm. and then they have an upstairs space where they do smaller exhibitions from the permanent collection and they're both like you get really fascinating things in in both of them and I really like how particularly in the upstairs gallery they mix mediums. So they have like they'll have like illustration photographs, accessories, clothes, all like really close together. So you can really, you know, consider how they work together and what the story is that's being told mm. um, by them being close together. now yeah. so it is amazing, isn't it? When you think of like two hundred exhibitions. I know amazing that's off the chart
0: I think the other thing that was a sort of running theme through everything was that they combined women's wear and men's wear yeah most of the time that's and, good and had men's or or had you know entire men's wear shows which I think are still quite rare I guess
1: yes um, I mean I suppose because they do so many they they can really be very flexible and respond to
0: mm-hmm. current
1: issues can't they and can can do things that cross into menswear for example which you don't see so much in in museums that do perhaps one exhibition a year
0: yeah or or i think she also sort of talked about the relative freedom of being a museum attached to an educational institution Mm. um but also on the flip side having less money yes but yeah that came that that came across quite strongly as as well and then also i think the the other theme was just sort of the mise en scene that a lot of lot of thought goes into that uh-huh. i particularly liked the she showed some pictures from gothic dark glamour which was designed wow. by the, simon costin and there was yeah. one particular display where there were sort of faces pushing through some latex screens or something like that it looked up <laughs> absolutely
1: amazing yeah no she is yeah no they're really really great and they have such an amazing collection I spent many many weeks in their library because like they have amazing things in their library then they have special collections which has fantastic things and then there's the clothes and when I was researching the American look I made so many visits there and everyone was always so generous with showing me things but it's just like being in a candy store, and I know when my students go there, that's always a real high point for them. Going to FIT and meeting Emma, my former student, who's lovely, and seeing the incredible things that they have—they mm. really spoil them. You know, they get out in phenomenal things, and they have yes, they have so much American sportswear that it's just very pleasing
0: to me. Yeah, mm. yeah, I, yeah. I look for, I yeah, look forward to going at some point in the future. Yeah. Um, the other thing that was sort of interesting then in the end there was some time for questions. Mm. And someone asked about the future of fashion exhibitions. Oh right. Which is a big Yeah. Question. It's a huge question. <laughs> <laughs> um and she just sort of Barry Steele just talked about a few themes. One thing was globalisation and mm. she felt that she said that often they're asked for, for shows to travel and she always feels people should show their homegrown designers and that's interesting yeah but also she talked about another angle that you know exhibitions are very they're very resource you know you need a lot of resources also in terms of yes I think they seem to show things on open display a lot but yes even even just mannequins you know props or whatever and she said one should try and make them more sustainable. I don't know how mm. that, how you how you would do that because it's it's an issue we have as well. But also, one thing she mentioned was so very different things. Um, was the control of the story by the fashion houses?
1: Yes. Mm. Yeah, that must be a real issue. Yeah,
0: and I've heard you know just that people are more in the past at the beginning they would just send things quite easily and wouldn't Mm. ask many questions whereas now that isn't necessarily the case people think much more about what they give objects to so that's that was very interesting and also at one someone asked about the criteria for decision and I actually wrote down what she said Mm. verbatim because I thought it was interesting she wanted something that's Something that says something new to say and a new way of saying it, and then she said, "Not again." And I quote a bunch of pretty dresses being dragged out. <laughs> I thought that was funny. <laughs> yeah, I that's think... that's that's from the heart. Yeah,
1: that's being said from yeah. the heart.
0: So wow, yeah, that's it was very a, good. it was a really interesting talk that gave me lots of food for thought. And
1: yeah, no, it sounds fantastic. Um,
0: Great. Yeah.
1: Well, I'll we'll, we'll be interesting to hear what my students. See.
0: Yeah. No, I'd really want to know when, when Definitely. they're Definitely. Mm.
1: Yes. Yeah. They're all sort of. I think some of them have flown out already, and some of them go at the weekend.
0: Oh, well, lucky them.
1: Yeah. Very nice. Mm. Very nice indeed. Well, it's really interesting to hear about this. I'm going to think about this. I'm particularly going to think about going to people's chateau and. Yeah. And discovering poires.
0: Yeah. rummaging around and in weather. the attic.
1: Yeah, wondering whether there is any contemporary equivalent of that, which I'm not sure there is.
0: No, I'm not sure. No. Well, we can ponder.
1: We can ponder. All right, I'll talk to you soon then.
0: Yeah, talk to you soon. Bye. Bye.